I'm Sid. And I'm Jess. And, and this, this is the Book Boyfriend Project. So today is our January bonus episode where we kind of preview our month and wrap up anything that we felt needed discussing from the previous month. Mm-hmm. And because December was such a whirlwind of episodes, yes. we do have a few things to kind of wrap up. Mm-hmm. The first of which will be ranking our holiday books. So if you guys missed it, we did the 12 Speedy Reviews of Christmas um, and so Jess and I each picked six books, um, kind of holiday theme books, and we gave short little quick reviews. I think all the episodes are like under 10 minutes. If you guys want to go back and binge listen to them, um, just giving our thoughts on the books. And today we thought it would be really fun to kind of rank them because as we were recording those, we weren't necessarily recording them in order. Like I recorded my last book's review. I think I recorded that one first or something like that. So like we didn't quite have our full thoughts to like actually compare the books and tell you guys which one we thought was truly the best. So that's what we wanted to kick off today's episode with. So I think we can both safely say that our overall number one pick is In a Holidays by Christina Lauren. That was our main like book review for December. That episode is already up, so definitely go check it out if you're interested. It was so, so good. It was <clears throat> just amazing we'd never really seen the whole groundhog thing play out in a book and it was a wonderful take on it we really really loved it i loved like the family the cottage cabin feel thing it was just overall like way at the top of the list Mm -hmm. i agree and i feel like with some of these like occasionally when we do book reviews not every single time but like especially when we do the super intense ones i feel like we put such a microscope on the book to where like I don't like it quite as much by the time we're done with it, you know? Yeah, I feel like that's definitely been something that we've kind of had to go through. Mm-hmm. I really like the way we've been doing them, like, 25% check-ins mm-hmm. and recording them in, like, four different segments. And I feel like that is allowing us to not really have to go back through, like, the entire book after we've already finished it. Yeah. And so with the last two book reviews, I've definitely still liked the book at the end of it. Yeah, I was going to say that I feel like I still really, really enjoy this book, even though Mm -hmm. we've kind of, like, talked it to death, but in a good way. (laughs) Yes, yes. So, next, we are going to kind of just go through and talk about our ones. And so, my top pick out of the individual books that I read was His Christmas Miracle, which I believe premiered day, like, five or something. And it was just, like, this beautiful story about family and recovering from grief. And I just loved it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my number one pick, shockingly, I was really surprised by how I actually ended up ranking these, um, was Christmas Shopaholic by Sophie Kinzella. This one kind of follows, like, a middle-aged woman as she prepares to, like, host Christmas, and there's all this, like, family drama, and it's, it's a really, really cute book. It's not necessarily, like, a holiday romance, but it's definitely something that, like, left me with those warm, fuzzy feelings. Yes. So then my next book was Merry and Bright by Debbie Maycomer, and so this was, like, an online dating meet cute kind of book where and it kind of just took place around holiday season and it was the first time I think I'd ever read a book where they used online dating as like the main means to which the two main characters started communicating really 
Yeah. That surprises me. I feel like I read a lot of books where online dating is, like, the main way that they meet, even though I hate online dating. Yeah, but see, I lean more towards fantasy books. Yes. So, What if there was, like, fantasy online dating? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> where you could, like, input, hey, I'm a vampire, yeah. I'm only into vampires, yeah. or keep the vampire great. slayers away from me, or, like, what if a vampire slayer was catfishing a vampire to kill them? <laughs> oh, my God. And then they fell in love? Yes. <laughs> Maybe that will be our first book idea. That would be fun. Yes. Okay. Okay. So my second pick out of the six books that I read is The Christmas Pact by Vi Keeland and Penelope Ward. This one was, I was mainly drawn to it because of the meet cute. The two main characters are Kennedy Riley and Riley Kennedy. So like their names are backwards and they work at the same publishing house. And so kind of how they meet is like, their emails get crossed all the time and they're like forwarding them back and forth to each other and then of course this starts like this little banter um I feel like this one was probably the most well almost like the most like rom-commy romancy one out of um all the books that I read I felt like kind of a lot of them skewed a little bit more towards like like there was a romance plot line but it was more of like almost a secondary plot line to like some personal development something you know mm-hmm. yeah um, this next one was His Christmas Wish, and honestly, like, I really, really enjoyed this one, except for the fact that, like, the main character just was, like, continuously, like, I'm not ready to be in love, which kind of, like, brought down the whole vibe of it being a love story, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of why I ended up at number three. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of that scene in The Holiday where she's, like... If Ryan Gosling walked up to me right now and was like, marry me, she wouldn't be like, no, I'm taking a date, or I'm taking a break from dating or something like that. You remember that part? Yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, that, I loved the holidays so much. It's I feel so like cool. we need to rewatch it because it I'm was great. I think I've watched it three times now, but. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, <laughs> it's great. Fine, it's I fine. love it. <laughs> it's like not even that Christmassy, so like. We could watch done. it like in February or something. And, like, yeah. and it would be fine. Yeah. Okay, so my number four pick is Royal Holiday by Jasmine Guillory, and this one was kind of a surprise to me. I kind of went into it with incorrect expectations for what the story was going to be about. It's about this middle-aged woman, and she is going to England with her daughter because her daughter has an opportunity to, like, style the Duchess of England or a Duchess of England or something like that. Um, and they spend Christmas in England, and while her, the main character is kind of, like, wandering on the grounds while she's waiting for her daughter, she falls in love with this, like, security guard. This one was a lot of personal development, or just more, like, I don't know if it's personal development, it's more, like, her letting go of, like, her priorities that she held before and, like, being inflexible with herself, you know? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, like, overly Christmassy. Mm-hmm. Which is why, partially why I feel like maybe it didn't rank quite as high. Right. So the next one is This Christmas. And the reason it is my number four pick is because it was a novella, which means obviously the story has to be short and there's not like a ton of room for romance and love. But the main reason it's at number four is because there's a like surprise proposal on Christmas, which like. You do you, guys, but I hate Christmas proposals. They're the worst. Like, I don't... It's a lot to compete with. It's a lot to compete with, and everyone gets engaged on Christmas, 
and it's so overdone and I just want like a nice private you want a palindrome yeah I do want a palindrome (laughs) yeah that's your engagement dream (laughs) yeah it is but I don't think there's another palindrome for like ever (laughs) or like until like the next like century or something gotcha so that's kind of why this one was at number four Mm -hmm. I don't like Christmas proposals Mm -hmm. it's just my thing no you do um so the next book that I decided to rank at number five is all I want for Christmas this one I feel like it had all the elements to be like a number one favorite for me but it didn't get ranked any higher a because it was a YA novel and while it was like cute and heartwarming I was looking for something more adult after reading in the holidays um and two it just I don't know it was a lot a lot of fluff I was looking for just a little bit more substance yeah I like I get that it's a holiday book but just because it's centered around the holidays does not mean that it has to be completely fluffy yeah like, we can have substance we can have a plot line we can have yeah like legitimate f- things happen i feel like in a holidays was like the perfect balance of that mm-hmm. so my next one was christmas on main street and the reason that this one kind of ranked at number five was simply because like it's not actually done at christmas time the novel starts out in july so i expected there to be like one of those chapter headings where it's like three months later or on December 1st or something along that lines but it just didn't happen so we moved from like July all the way into like the end of September and that's where the book ended granted it is a part of the secret santa helpers like series I have so many questions and so (laughs) the reason that it ends in September is because they are doing like fundraising events like Christmas themed fundraising events once a month from like September to December so there's like five books that are going to be taking place over the course of this year gotcha but I just wasn't like a fan of it and it ended in September so I was like oh well this isn't even technically a Christmas book so yeah Yeah. fun yeah um so the next book that I ranked just kind of actually like talked me down not talked me down but like she did not like this book and so it made me like the book less because after she shared her opinion (laughs) I was like hmm I guess maybe you're right. So (laughs) this one is called Love Me by Christmas by J.C. Burton. So this book follows the main character. I think her name is Ellie. And she lost her husband on Christmas Eve like five years ago, I think. And after her husband died, she was pregnant. And so she moved in with her brother-in-law. And he like took care of her while she was pregnant and helped her with the baby and blah, blah, blah. And flash forward, it's now five years in the future. And they're like falling for each other. When I read this book, it, like, I don't know. I thought it was kind of cute. Jess was really weirded out by the fact that it was, like, a brother-in-law and a sister-in-law yeah, together. Yeah, I just, I just, I just can't. Like, I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> and so then I started, like, questioning that, and so that's why it's a little bit lower down on my list. Mm-hmm. So my last book that I ranked was Tangled Up in Tinsel, and this one... It takes place at Christmas time. It's between two chefs. There's supposed to be, there's like the opening of a new restaurant and there's supposed to be a wedding reception in this new restaurant. I had all the makings of a perfect, beautiful Christmas novel, except that both of the main characters were basically Scrooges. Ugh. 
Yeah. So I was just, there was like Last no Christmas. There was like no Christmas cheer. There was no nothing. It was, I, it was a disaster of a novel. Zero gold stars. It was a disaster of a Christmas novel. <laughs> now, if this had been like a normal rom-com, like a normal like romance book that wasn't supposed to be a holiday book and wasn't marketed and wasn't named Tangled Up in Tinsel, that's supposed to be so Christmassy, would have been a lot higher. Yeah. On a different list. Would have been a lot higher. It was a good book. Good writing. Nice storyline. Not much of a plot. But, like, there was just no Christmas cheer. Boo. So, it's at the bottom of this list. (laughs) Okay, so my final pick is Finding Love at the Christmas Market by Joe Thomas. So... This one I ranked so low because I felt like, A, the plot was a little weak, and B, I just was not connecting with the characters. The characters were, again, a little bit older, I think, in their, like, 50s, um, and it was kind of about, like, finding your second love, and it had, like, a really, really cute, like, meet-cute, like, this woman was doing, like, online dating, and she met this man, and it's placed in um Europe so like the countries are much closer together so it doesn't sound crazy that like she met this man from Germany and like they're gonna try to make it work um and oh, so wait she lives in Europe too yes see when you first explained this and I think during our speedy review I thought she lived in America and was no, no. going to start dating this dude from Germany and I was very concerned with this I believe she lives in the UK it's not really like specified but like it says that they take a bus to get there so mm-hmm. like obviously not from the united states unless they're like on a barge or something okay cool but that wasn't specified (laughs) oh okay um but she like goes to germany to meet this man like on paper they're perfect together but then while she's there she meets this other man and he's like kind of gruff and not at all what she thought she wanted but like he ends up being the one for her and it's just like it has all the makings of a really great christmas novel i just had a hard time connecting with the characters and I just need, like, a little bit more of a plot. Like, I feel like with Christmas novels, you don't have to have, like, a crazy strong plot. Like, it doesn't have to be a Sarah J. Mass novel. Yeah. But, like, I need a little something. Yeah, you need something that wants, that's gonna keep you turning the pages. Yes. Yep. So, that's gonna wrap up our holiday book ranking. And now Jess is going to introduce our monthly book that we're going to review. Alright, guys. So, this book was technically written by a fictional author <laughs> um i have so many questions about it like who actually wrote this book and is that their pen name now i have no idea so for all of you jane the virgin fans um i'm not sure if you guys know but they actually released her debut novel snow falling that she you know gets published i think In the very last season of Jane the Virgin, it is, you know, something that is discussed on the show quite a bit. It's supposed to be based on her and Michael's love story, except they end up getting happily ever after, except, you know, compared to, like, what happened between her and Michael. And this book is, I'm just so excited to read this. It's, like, the ultimate fanfic, like, book. You haven't read this yet? I haven't. I got this for you for your birthday, like, two years ago. I know. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> I haven't read it yet, because I'm like, because it's a historical novel. It's set in 1902, and I just, 
I want to love it so much, and I'm so scared that I'm not going to love it. Oh. <laughs> so I haven't read it. Okay, we'll read it together. We'll take the plunge together. I, like, I want to love this book so, so much. But, like, I'm really scared that because it's a historically set novel, and I dislike those, that I'm not going to like it. And so, yeah. So, the kind of synopsis is very short. It says... In 1902 Miami, Josephine Galena Valencia has big dreams. Engaged to Pinkerton detective Martin Caden and working at the lavish Regal Soul, her life changes forever one champagne-fueled night with dashing hotelier Rake Salvino. Josephine must decide where her heart lies, even as a dangerous crime lord threatens all she holds dear. Will her dreams dissolve like falling snow or lead to happily ever after? I'm so excited. I just feel like I can picture the parts in the show where, like, Jane is writing and they, like, create the imagery that she's writing with, like, the other characters that are on the show, and I'm really, really excited. I know. This makes me want to restart Jane the Virgin because I just love it so much. I never finished it, but yeah. (laughs) You never finished it? No, because I knew something would be- I can't watch that show, like, when I have other things to do because it just sucks me in and then I'm there for, like, hours. Well, you have nothing else to do for the next few weeks, so I demand you finish this show. That's fair. I demand you finish it. That's fair. Okay. (laughs) So, that is going to be our January book review. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited for this. I really hope that I actually love it. Mm -hmm. You Um, guys will have to let us know on social media, or um, if you listen to your podcast on Anchor, you guys can actually send us a voice message, which would be really cool um, if you are big Jane the Virgin fans and if you've read this book. Yep. Definitely let us know let us know if you had never actually heard about this if you didn't know this is a thing it is on kindle unlimited on amazon you can buy the paperback from amazon and i also just have a lot of questions about who actually wrote this was it the scriptwriters of jane the virgin was it jane i mean not jane but like um the actress herself yeah like who wrote this book we need to know if anyone has answers on that please like (laughs) Give us us a shout out. Let us know. (laughs) Okay. So next on our list of things to chat about during this episode is what we are currently reading. Mm -hmm. Sid? I'm currently reading Kitty Valentine Dates a Cowboy. Well, technically I haven't started it yet, but like I just finished Kitty Valentine Dates a Best Man. A Best Man um, this morning. So like that's the one that's next on my list. I'm so excited. I just need to finish this series. Like, I'm determined to finish this series in, like, the next two days because I just need to know what happens. (laughs) Yep, and I will be reading A Daughter of Smoke and Bone by Lainey Taylor. Are you finally going to finish that series? Yes, I am. I technically started this series and bought the paperbacks in this series, I think, um... It was at least a year ago. It was at least a year ago. I think it was closer to, like, a year and a half ago, and I finished the first book, got, I think like a quarter to halfway through the second book and then I got just really distracted something happened and I could like I just had been too far from the world for too long so I have to reread them Mm -hmm. because it is a ton of world building so like you have to it's one of those where you like have to finish it like kind of all in one sitting or like in like Like a few weeks span yeah. yeah just to make sure that you know you've really done those yeah so I have kind I'm like a chapter or two into the first book it's a trilogy so that's what I will be reading this Mm -hmm. month and Jess lent me these books I feel like it was like last summer Mm -hmm. that you lent me them and she's like oh I really love these so I'd assume that she'd already read them and I was like ready to talk about them with her and then I read the first one and then I read the second two 
and she was like, wait, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, Jess, <laughs> I yeah. read these so we could talk about them together. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be able to talk about them together in February. Yes. And oh, yep. a quick note for any of you other Kitty Valentine fans. Um, once I finish the series, Jess and I are going to do an episode where we rank all of the Kitty Valentine books slash men. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. definitely stay tuned for that. We are very, very excited to do that one. Yes, because I, well, Jillian Dodd is one of my all-time favorite authors. I've read almost every single thing she's published. I love her so very much. And I binge read, like, the entire nine-book Kitty Valentine series in a week. It was phenomenal. I think I was reading, like, two books a day. I was, like, a nut. I was, like, sleeping maybe six hours a night and just, like, putting <laughs> myself book. <laughs> putting myself back in that book. Like, I feel like when I read books like that, like... I read the book and then I like go to something else and my head is still in like the book world and I like can't function as a human being. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. Like when I get really, really into like a really long book series, all of my dreams are like in that world. Like Mm -hmm. I'm straight up like (laughs) my brain has not been removed from that (laughs) fictional world. You know how many like A Court of Thorns and Roses dreams I had during that like time span where I was binging them. I feel like that could be very terrifying because there are some like some of them were (laughs) some of them were terrifying not gonna lie also if you dream the race like you resaved me every time it was great oh thank goodness might be worth it then yeah it kind of (laughs) was it was great so what is your current favorite author um I would have to say Jillian Dodd because I'm just like shocked that I like her books as much as I do. <laughs> I've said this before on the podcast, but as Jess said, Jillian Dodd is her favorite author. I read something by her years and years ago, and I just wasn't super impressed, so I haven't really tried any of her other works until now, and I'm so glad that I did, because I've been really, really impressed. Mm-hmm. I don't think I really have, like, a favorite author at the moment. Jillian's, like, definitely, like, if I had to pick one, it would be Jillian, just because, like, I did just finish, like, the Kitty Valentine series, and it was really amazing, and it just reaffirmed why I love her, Mm -hmm. but, I mean, beyond that, there's not, like, an author that I've read this month that's, like, wowed me. Ooh, you know, actually, I want to chat about another author really quick. I just remembered. Um, I read a book a couple of weeks ago. It was called Una Out of Order, and it was one that I, like, put on hold of the library and then, like, forgot about because it took so long to get to me. Um, but the author's name is Margarita Montemore, I believe is how you say her name. Um, and Una Out of Order is just such an interesting novel, such an interesting concept. So Una is the main character, and basically it starts out when she's turning 19, I believe, on New Year's Eve. Her, I believe her birthday is New Year's Day. Um, and every New Year's Eve at midnight, she wakes up at a different point in her life. So, like, it's not time travel because, like, the people around her are living their life in, like, chronological order, but she's not experience her, experiencing her life chronologically. So, like, her first jump, she's 19, like, inside, but she's, like, 50. Her body's, like, 50. It's so strange. I did, I was skeptical at first, too, but it was so, so good. I ripped through that book, and I thought it was such an interesting concept. Well, um, now I'm going to go see if it is still on, like, a holding pattern because that sounds freaking <laughs> weird and amazing. It was so good. I was so sucked um, in. What? Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, 
you guys have no idea how frequently like we're recording these episodes and Jess and I are like talking about a book and then the other one like grabs their phone and sees if it's at the library. Yeah, that it's like we're just like, oh, what? That's a thing. That sounds kind of amazing. Yes, it was very very good. Okay, place hold. I will be able to listen to it in like a month. Mm-hmm. So we shall see. Just in time for me to do a speed review on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright guys, well I think that's going to wrap up our January bonus slash intro episode. We hope that you guys are excited for all that we have coming this month. And don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast platform and make sure to leave us a review because it really, really helps us out. Thanks for listening.